0: guys I'm Marissa and I'm a happy-go-lucky ray of freaking sunshine and this is my podcast sun happens I'm just a gal who fell in love with positivity and personal growth even more than that I'm committed to becoming the best version of myself and empowering others to do the same join me every other Monday and let me help you shine a little brighter remember sun happens when you can't find it create it Hi, friends, and welcome back to Sun Happens Podcast, um, where we talk about hard things and positivity and personal growth and how all of those things work together to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, And in doing that, reminding ourselves that um, sun happens, um, just like bad stuff happens, um, but the ball's in your court, right? Good things happen, too, and it's all in the way you look at life and how you handle the cards that you're dealt. Um, and I'm not saying that that means you don't talk about the hard things, or that you pretend the hard things don't exist. I think that's actually the the opposite of what what I say when I say create your own sunshine. Um, I actually mean conquer hard things, right? That's how you create sunshine. That's how you create joy, and that's how we feel all that there is to feel in this this life. Um, so, hi, <laughs> welcome back. Um, there's my little rant on sunshine. I think I feel like I need to remind you guys every time what it looks like to be sunshine. Um, and when I say remind you guys, I really mean like remind myself uh, because I think that I forget sometimes um, that creating your own sunshine isn't just being happy all the time and, and pretending that bad things don't exist. So uh, anyways, if not for you, it's it's definitely for me. Uh, so today... Uh, I am talking about something that I have personally dealt with um, and deal deal with every single day, right? Um, And that's what I call imposter syndrome, um, where no matter what level of success you've had or or how much you've learned or how much you've grown, you kind of just always feel like a fraud. Um, You feel out of your depth, uh, but like like you feel out of your depth and like you're not supposed to be there. And like at some point the the world is going to realize that you're not who you say you are and you're not as good at this thing that all these people think you're good at. And, and you're just waiting for like the other shoe to flop and for the world to just know that. I don't know, that you're not skilled or experienced or qualified enough to be there, yet somehow uh, you're there, right? And um, I don't know, it kind of feels like you're getting away with something um and you have this like irrational fear of of being discovered uh like I said like people are gonna find out that you don't actually belong there um and yeah I mean the, to give you an example uh I just started a new job back in March as the um manager of a new sports complex that that we're building and I promise you every day I've had to shut down these thoughts of me being a fraud because I'm surrounded by people who just are so good at what they do. Um, and I'm good at what I do too. So I can't take away from myself. Um, just because I feel these thoughts sometimes, but in my head, I, I literally think like, wow, all of these people know things. They see things, they're observant, like, and I'm over here and, and I'm nodding but. I don't know what they know. Um, and which there's nothing wrong with that, right? But in my head, it's they're going to find out one day. And, and I've actually expressed this to, to some of my coworkers before to, to even say that it just feels like I'm working so hard and I'm trying so hard to be something and to be someone. Um, but one day everyone's going to wake up and they're going to say, yeah, she's not who she says she is. She's not actually as good as we all thought. Um, so just to give you a little bit of context of, of how I've like, encountered it and how I felt it, um, and I think that 70%, I believe that's the percentage, 70% of people feel this way, um, they, they feel like they don't deserve their success or their accomplishments, and again, like, they're gonna be found out, and yeah, 70% of individuals feel like this, and so why is no one, like, talking about it, um, so to give you some examples, um, uh, well, one, let me finish my thought there. Other people feel like this. You are not alone. I mean, you, you heard the number 70% of people have experienced this or are experiencing this in their life. So, uh, if you think that you're the only person in the world who feels like a fraud and like you're getting away with something by getting you by achieving something and your accomplishments, you're not alone, right? Like I feel that all the time. Um, and then the other key thing is, again, that it doesn't go away with success. I mean, there are really successful people out there. 70% that encompasses a lot of people. Um, 70% of people feel like they're a fraud. So the cure is not success. So what is the cure? I, I don't know. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the five different types of imposter syndrome. Um, we're going to talk about how do we overcome it, what that looks like, or how it's looked in, in my life. Um so, yeah, I just I just want to give you some examples of ways that it might show up in your life, I guess, or in your thoughts and in your actions, right? So um, the biggest thing, at least, like, the thought that you didn't earn, like, your promotion or your achievement or your award or your accomplishment, um, but that you got lucky somehow. And I didn't realize, I guess, in my life how often I, I did that or said that. Uh, when I would get a promotion, I would tell people, like, yeah, you know, timing is everything. I got really, really lucky with, with the timing that things opened and, um, it just worked out really well for me. And, uh, so in essence, right, I was telling people that I got lucky because of, of when things opened and instead of saying, you know what, no, I was ready. Like did, was the timing great? Sure. Um, but had I not been ready when every position was open and worked my butt off to get where I was, I wouldn't have gotten there. And yet, I was so easily just attributing my success to, oh, it was just luck. So that's one way that it can look right. Like you didn't earn this. You got lucky. Um, Or the thought that it feels like everyone else just knows more than you and like you're just, you don't know enough. You're not qualified to be there again. Uh, One of the things I've thought before, especially in the role I'm in now, because it's kind of a high pressure scenario sometimes, um, is what if they made a mistake hiring me? and then they, and then they figure it out, right? Like not only did they make a mistake, but pretty soon they're going to figure out that they made a mistake. And then, and what, like they're going to be disappointed. I don't know. They're not always rational. Um, another way that it kind of shows up, at least for me is, uh, the idea that like you think that you can make up for your imposter syndrome or for feeling like a fraud by putting in more work. Like I may not be as qualified or experienced or know as much as these people, but I can outwork them. And so you end up becoming in a sense, a workaholic, uh, just to prove that you're enough. Right. Um, so yeah, just before I go into anything else, right. Like I think sometimes we have to remember that everything we think is not always truth. Um, sometimes we just think things that are just not aligned with reality and they're not kind and we're kind of mean to ourselves and, We don't have to take every single thought in our brain as truth. Um, So I just want to remind you that if you're feeling this way, uh, you're not alone. And that successful people feel it too. Uh, You worked hard to get where you are, right? And you're not an imposter. You're an original. And you bring something to the table that nobody else can bring to the table and that's why you're here and that's what makes you uniquely qualified for whatever it is that you're doing in whatever scenario um so i just want to i just wanted to say that um but kind of going into the the five types of um imposter syndrome i actually looked it up online um because i've read it before but i couldn't like remember it okay so yeah so there's five types um one being the perfectionist Uh, so I guess like according to what I've read, perfectionism and the imposter syndrome go hand in hand. Um, you know, so a perfectionist might set a really, really high goal for themselves. And I guess when they fail to reach it, uh, they start to feel like they, they don't measure up essentially. I don't feel, um, I don't feel like I'm in the perfectionist one. Uh, but a lot of you may be, um, and so actually this, this article that I'm reading right now, and let me just source this so I don't, you know, not give anyone credit. So it's called five different types of imposter syndrome and five ways to battle each one by Melody J. Wilding. It's an article on themuse.com. Um, so this says it comes with questions to say, Hey, if you're not sure if this applies to you, ask yourself these questions. Um, have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Do you have difficulty in delegating? Even when you're able to do so, do you feel frustrated and disappointed with the results? When you miss the insanely high mark on something, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for your job and ruminate on it? And do you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time? Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess ask yourself those questions. If you think that that relates to you, um, then some ways to kind of, I don't know, get through it is understand that like that perfectionist attitude or, or never allowing yourself to measure up or or be satisfied with your success is like, it's not really healthy or, or productive. Right. So own and celebrate like your achievements. Um, you're going to have to find a way to be satisfied and content, even though everything isn't exactly perfect. Um, and just like understand that it's a natural part of the process. Like everybody has a learning curve. Nobody can be perfect. I always try to go with like the 80, 20 rule. Like if it's 80% done and it looks 80% good, then I I turn something in as is. Um, because really like people aren't looking for perfection. They're looking for productivity. They're looking for something to be done and you can always go back and and fix it later. Um, and there's never, there's never going to be perfect time or perfect work. Um, So the sooner, I guess, like, and this is what the article says, the sooner you're able to accept that, then the better off you are, uh, type number two for the imposter syndrome, which I feel like this is the one that I fall under, um, is the superwoman or superman, um, so, oh my gosh, I relate to this so hard. It says, since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced that they're phonies amongst real deal colleagues, they often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. I feel attacked. But this is just a false cover up for their insecurities and the work overload may harm not only their own mental health, but also their relationships with others. Ugh. Okay, so not sure if this applies to you. Do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even past the point that you've completed the day's necessary work? Uh, Yeah, I totally do. (laughs) Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Um, Yeah, like personally, I feel um, if I have any downtime, it's like, what am I forgetting? What am I not doing? What's going to come back to bite me if if I don't continue working right now? Uh, Have you let your hobbies or passions fall by the wayside? And you feel like you haven't truly earned your title despite numerous degrees and achievements. So you feel pressured to work harder and longer than those around you to prove your worth. Okay, like that's kind of like speaking straight to my soul. So I don't really, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. So the advice that this gives to the imposter workaholics that, the super, the super woman or Superman says that I need to start training myself and you need to start training yourself to move away from the external validation. And what that comes from is, um, that we're addicted to validation from other people. Ah! It says no one should have more power to make you feel good about yourself than you, even your boss, when you give your project, the stamp of approval, um, ouch. I really do feel attacked in that regard, but, um, yep, that's me. So type number three, the natural genius. Oh, let's see. People with this type feel that they need to be a natural genius. So they judge themselves based on the ease and the speed, um, of their efforts, like how quickly they learn and how quickly they catch on to something. So I guess if it takes them a long time to master it, uh, and they don't learn it, at the snap of a finger or just like that they feel like a level of shame um so they're kind of similar to the the perfectionist in that they set the bar really really high um so they they don't just this is what the article says judge themselves based on those crazy high expectations but they judge themselves on how quickly they get it on the first try oh my gosh that sounds horrible at least I'm, I have grace with myself there. I don't know if you guys like, I really want, if you guys relate to this at all or any of these, like, let me know like which category you fall under. I'd love to hear like more experiences or even go into like do interviews with, with people who like in each category, that would be cool. Um, so if you're not sure if this one applies to you, the natural genius, one, are you used to excelling without much effort? Uh, do you have a track record of getting straight A's or gold stars in everything you do? Were you told frequently as a child that you were the smart one? Do you dislike the idea of having a mentor because you can handle things on your own? And when you're faced with a setback, does your confidence tumble because not performing well provokes a feeling of shame? And do you often avoid challenges because it's so uncomfortable to try something that you're not great at? Uh, It says, to move past this, try seeing yourself as a work in progress accomplishing great things Im- involves lifelong learning and skill building for everyone even the most confident and smart people um, yeah I feel like that one's pretty like straightforward you know what I mean is the reality is is how often are we good at something on the first try it's like a baby right like babies aren't good at walking the first time but look at you now like you walk perfectly and it took time after time and time of falling to learn the skill of walking and I just feel like that's everything and so I don't know I feel like it's okay to have some grace with yourself if you're not good at something the first time and to understand that like the real success is just to keep going to keep learning and to like allow yourself to feel uncomfortable um so that you can grow I don't know all right so the soloist this is type four um Ooh, soloist sufferers who feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness. It's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. So these are the people who just got it on their own. They don't want to ask for help because if they ask for help, then people will know, um, that they're not as good as they think they are, which, I, so I I would say I'm definitely more of the superwoman one. Um, but there have been times definitely where it's like, no, I got this. I can figure it out. Um, and I don't want to bother someone if I can figure it out so I can show like, look at how I figured it out. Um, but it says, not sure if this applies to you. Ask yourself these questions. Do you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things on your own? Um, or quote, I don't need anyone's help. Or do you frame requests in terms of the requirements of the project rather than your needs as a person? I don't really know what that means. Um, And I guess the way to get through that, because it doesn't, like, go into it, is, like, accept help. Like, understand that there's no one person who has all of the answers. Like, literally not one. Um, Wow. I kind of feel that one, too. And then number five is the expert. Um, it says experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do, believing that they will never know enough. They fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you set that bar of I'm never going to know enough, then shoot. I guess you would feel inexperienced and not knowledgeable because you can never feel like you can learn enough or know enough. Um, so here's the questions in relation to this one. Do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single requirement? Are you constantly seeking out trainings or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Even if you've been in your role for some time, can you relate to feeling like you still just don't know enough? Yes, I can totally relate to that. And do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? Um, and then how to overcome it, right? It's true that there's always more to learn. Striving to to bulk up your skill set can certainly help you make strides professionally and keep you competitive but taken too far the tendency can to endlessly seek out more information can be a form of procrastination um i guess i can see that right it's like well when i'm when i'm ready i'll apply for that job or when i when i've learned just a little bit more and i'll do this and i guess like what i'm hearing when i read that is um you're never ready enough right and you're always going to find a reason to where you're not ready. And sometimes you have to just jump in the deep end and like start swimming and you don't know how deep it is and you don't know where you're going and, but you know that you can swim and you're just going to get better with every stride. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just, so those are the five different types. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's different, but it's all the same. Like you feel like you shouldn't be in the position that you're in and that you don't deserve the awards that you have received or the accomplishments that you've done and, or that you've gotten or anything like that. And I always thought I was alone in, in feeling that. Um, but I just want to say, like, there are a lot of ways to overcome it. Like, we just read a few right there. Um, but if I can emphasize that I want, I can't emphasize this enough, right, is you are not alone. of people, I just want to like ingrain that into your brain. 70% of people have felt this or experienced this. That means there are people in your workplace, more than one, who feel like they're a fraud as well. Um, Successful people feel it too. You've got the most, like I'm sure we could. you could Google it and find successful people who feel like frauds and understand why, why, like they've succeeded. Um, But again, it's not about how much you succeed, it's about whether or not you feel you deserve your success. Um, And then just the biggest thing, and I kind of said this already, is every thought that comes to your mind is not truth. And you're allowed, um, when you have a thought to say, is that true? Is it kind? And is it mine? Um, so typically when you get a thought like that, like, oh gosh, like maybe they made a mistake hiring me, um, right. You can ask yourself, is that true? Um and if the answer is no, uh then what is the truth? And I think you have to like work in your mind to start replacing the 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 false things, the things that are not truth with the truth. And so um when you think the thought of maybe they made a mistake hiring me, you say no. Um you've worked hard to get here. Like you have earned this, you've put in time, you've put in effort, um, and you've worked hard and you've learned a lot and like you deserve this. Um, and so I really think those, those negative, those negative thoughts that come to your mind, it's really about combating it with the truth. Um, I think a lot of times we take what we think and feel as the truth and you don't have to. Um, and I, I remember feeling so empowered the, the moment I realized that everything that comes to my mind does not have to be what it is. Um, just because it's in my mind doesn't mean that it's right or correct. Um, and that's kind of cool, right? So Yeah, just reminding yourself that uh, you worked hard to get here, Uh, you've earned this, you've put in your time, um, you are uniquely qualified for what it is that you do. Um, and like I said earlier, like you are not an imposter. You are an original. There is nobody like you that can do the job that you're doing. They could maybe do aspects of the job. Um, but nobody brings to the table the unique set of qualities that you have. Um, and I just, I I don't know. I struggle a lot with that as a person. Like the world's just going to find out that I'm not as good as they think I am. Um, when this all fails they're going to realize it just I don't know I've struggled a lot with that over the years and I never understood and could never put a finger on it until I I don't know I read about it on a podcast or read some articles and I thought whoa all this time I thought it was just something in my head um and yet all these people are out here struggling with it so anyways I hope this helps I hope that Um, if you're out there and you're feeling this type of way, I hope it reminds you that you're not alone. I hope, I hope that it gives you a little bit of feedback on how to combat that. Right. And even if it's just replacing those negative thoughts with the truth, but, um, also understanding that with, with, with each different type, that there are different ways to, um, to handle it. So I don't know, I would love some feedback. I would love to go in into more depth on this. Um, and talk to people of each type, whether it be the perfectionist or the superwoman or man or um, the soloist or the natural genius or the expert um, and see how it affects people in their work life and how how do they combat it? How do they keep going? Um, yeah, I'm so interested in this and I, I just always thought I was alone, so anyways if you relate to this at all uh please like feel free like reach out to me on facebook message me sun happens podcast i'm on instagram i'm on facebook um i'd love to hear your thoughts i want to learn more about you guys i want to i want to take like i said creating your own sunshine is not avoiding the bad things it's taking these dark things that we feel inside and that make us feel isolated and alone and bringing them to the light um I don't know. I just think the world is better when we feel less alone. And we got to take these things that make us feel isolated. And I don't know, show that we're a little bit less alone. Um, But I love you guys. I'm at 23 minutes here. Um, So I hope you have a good two weeks until our next episode. And uh, until next time, make sure you follow us again, Instagram, Facebook, I'd love to hear from you guys about how I'm doing or what topics you want to hear, anything like that. So please leave a review. Um, And until next time, I love you guys. Bye.